caution, this entire episode is nothing but spoilers from Hunter and Jacqueline. So if you don't want to be spoiled for Once Upon a Time, then just skip this episode. I will do a brief intro and thank our sponsors partway through this and close the episode out. But other than that, it's all spoilers. Now that you've been warned, you may continue listening if you dare. You're listening to Once, episode 229, season 5B spoiler wrap-up. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and I am doing only an introduction to this because Hunter and Jacqueline have a bunch of spoilers to share with you, so many spoilers about season 5B of Once Upon a Time that we decided to release this as its own episode. So as I mentioned in the warning before, let me warn you again, there is nothing in this episode except for solid spoilers and almost an hour's worth of spoilers. If you'd like to share this episode and follow along in the show notes, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash 229. But please do be careful where you share it because there is nothing but spoilers in this. And We don't want you to spoil people who don't want to be spoiled. I'll thank our sponsors and heroes for this episode about partway through. So I'll be back along with Jeremy and our other co-hosts in a future episode as we discuss Once Upon a Time. So remember to send us your feedback by emailing feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or send a voice message through the website at oncepodcast.com. But until then... Enjoy these spoilers, and I'll let the ladies take it from here. Hi, Oncers. I'm Hunter Hathaway. And I'm Jacqueline. And it's spoiler time for Once Podcast, and we have so many spoilers for you tonight. It has been a while. It's been a long while. It's, so we're gonna, It's been quite a while. <laughs> we're going to do this a little differently for you guys. We're going to go through by episode, and we are going to remind you of some of the things we've talked about and all the new stuff that we have. Yeah, because they've filmed quite a bit in the now months that we have been away. So we've got quite a bit for you guys tonight. Yeah, they've got to be almost done shooting. They are, because there's only 23 episodes in total this season with 12 in this back half. And they're shooting episode 519 right now. So they are almost done. I know. Lucky them, right? Right. Well, I mean, they they have been, uh, I know Josh Dallas and Jennifer Goodwin have been spotted at Disneyland quite a bit lately, so very probably- jealous. Oh, and I think um, who's Henry? Uh, what's his name? Jared Gilmore. Yeah, that was on the tip of my tongue. He's been there too, so yeah, funness. Okay, let's just jump right on in. Yep, we are back on March sixth with episode five twelve, which is our one hundredth episode. Woohoo! And it's called Souls of the Departed, and it's written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. And as of right now, no official synopsis from ABC because it's still a little early. Right. But But we do have 
two promos that we have gotten. The second promo doesn't really reveal a whole lot different from the first promo. So really, we're going to focus on the first promo. And this is the one that aired right after the end of Swan Song back in December. So just to remind you guys. (laughs) Yeah. So the promo opens and you have lots of fog and our group of heroes, everyone who left with Emma to go to the underworld, is walking down um, a path and we come across destroyed Storybrooke. And we have been talking about how Storybrooke looks in the underworld. A lot of people are calling it Hellbrook, which I think is kind of clever. That's cute. I like that. The um, The clock tower is sort of buried into the ground and everything looks desolated and ruined it looks like storybrooke but like a calamity went through it yeah it's like people are walking around looking like zombies yes and we hear emma ask how this is possible and we hear rumple say this is our reality now um and of course we do get hints that a lot of people are going to be coming back for this 100th episode you see a lot. yeah a lot you see a flash of um, Cruella's car and Cora, Regina's mother. We also see Peter Pan, uh, mm-hmm. Rumpel's father. And for a brief second, we do see the blind witch played by Emma Caulfield, who was back in season one. Yes. And uh, we hear Cora's voice and she goes, there are forces here beyond your understanding. Mm-hmm. And we see a massive headstone with Hook's name on it. Yeah, kind of fast for me, though. It takes six months to get a headstone. But. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It takes it takes a little longer than a second to get a headstone. Yeah. It's probably magic, right? Yeah, exactly. And then Emma finally finishes the promo and says, okay, let's do this. Yes. Now, if you've seen the promo um, before, you've noticed that there's a bit of a red tint to the promo. It almost looks as if the underworld is pink. Um, And Adam did confirm on Twitter that the red tint you see in the promo is not what the underworld will look like all the time. They were still doing a lot of color work when that promo aired. So it's likely that it's going to be a little bit different when we see it, at least in terms of color. Yeah. That was our exciting one that we got back in December. Mm -hmm. And they just released a new one, didn't they? They did. And there's no real new footage. You see a little bit more of Regina and Cora talking in front of a fire but Cora is saying the exact same line and in the very end you kind of see Emma and you see Captain Hook's hook um, and that's really about it it's nothing okay. real new but I would suggest that everybody tune into the Oscars traditionally we do get some sort of new promo the closer we get to the actual premiere and they like to do it during those big events like the Oscars so I would suggest that people watch that if they want to see a new promo because I think we're going to get one Yeah, I probably won't watch it, but I'll see the promo later. (laughs) Right. So, guess what, everyone? You are in luck, because we have one, two, three, four script teases for you this time around. Four! (laughs) Aren't you all so, so lucky? So, I think we should just alternate them. What do you think? I think that's a good idea, because they're all one line of dialogue from one person. Exactly. So, the first one we have is David, or Prince Charming, and he goes... Are they? Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many ways that we can finish that sentence. It's like, are they dead? Are they alive? Are they dangerous? Exactly. Are they 
eating ice cream and discussing philosophy. I mean, I don't know. It's such a random script tease. Yeah, they all are random. All right. Well, the next one comes from Regina, her very self, and it is, I will never give up. Okay, okay. Regina. <laughs> you do you. The next one is also from Regina. Me? <laughs> That's my favorite. It's just, it's literally dot, dot, dot. Me? <laughs> I mean, I don't. <laughs> yeah. These script teases are great. Yeah. And then our very last one is from Belle. Yes. And she says, I don't understand. Why you? I have no idea who she's talking to. Because she's still back in Storybrooke. Yep. My assumption is that she's probably talking to Rumple. that she and Rumple have either found a way to communicate through worlds, or it's a scene um, before Rumple left for the underworld that we're going to see in present day. I don't know. Or a flashback of some sort, because mm-hmm. that's what this show's all about. But it does confirm that Belle will be in the 100th episode, which was something that a lot of fans were fearing. Um, they thought that she would probably get neglected since she didn't go to the underworld. But it confirms that she will be in the 100th. Yay! So let's move on to this. We know that it's going to take place in the underworld. And we've already talked about Hades is coming. And we got our first look at him. We did. Greg German is playing Hades. And I am so excited. And I'm the exact opposite. (laughs) Oh, see, I love it. Okay, so everyone, if you haven't seen it yet, he has flaming blue hair. I don't mind the flaming blue hair. I mean, I know that it's a reference to the Disney movie. I just think that it's, first off, I think it's really bad CGI work. He kind of looks goofy and ridiculous. Um, But I also think it's far too literal an interpretation of the Disney movie. And at the forums, Corbin brought up the fact that there are new ways to interpret those weird iconic looks into characters without making them literal and his example was Kilgrave on Jessica Jones on Netflix if anyone out there has seen that the enemy Kilgrave in the comic books is purple literally has purple skin but in the TV show they just put him in a purple suit and it works a lot better because he doesn't look ridiculous With the look on Greg German's face and the, what I think is really bad CGI blue hair, I think he kind of looks more goofy than menacing. All I know is I'm happy because... (laughs) Well, there you go. I love the blue hair. I was hoping that they would do it, but then I was like, well, maybe they won't, but they did it. Um, There was an... One of the interviews, the creators, I don't know who said it exactly, but they, they said that this character is inspired by the myth... And by the Disney movie version. So I think that's why they threw the blue hair in. Right. And I'm kind of hoping that it's not a permanent feature, that maybe the blue hair only happens when he gets really mad or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. We've seen images of Greg German on set, and he's wearing this very nice suit, and he doesn't obviously have any of the, the CGI hair when we see him on set. And he actually looks pretty good there. So I'm kind of hoping that it's just one of those only when he's mad things. That'd be okay with me. I still see the blue hair. Um, (laughs) Along with that interview, creator Edward Kitsis did say that Hades is a very dangerous fellow, but that doesn't mean you can't have fun being the devil. Fun for Hades, not so much fun for the denizens of hell, including Hook, whom our heroes have come to rescue after he sacrificed himself in the mid-season finale. So I think that they are going a bit more of the Disney route with James Wood's great 
portrayal of Hades in that movie and that he's going to be a bit more of a fast and smooth talker and almost kind of charismatic. Yeah, that might be cool. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, Hades has a connection to one of the cast. (laughs) But they did stress that it's not a family connection. Yeah, he's not related to anyone, but there is a connection. But of course he has to have a connection to someone. Right, and we're going to get to who I think it is a couple episodes in, because I think that we already know based on set photos. But I'm going to save that for a few a few more spoilers. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying it's going to be Rumple. I uh, That's an interesting choice, yeah. He's got connections to everyone. <laughs> he does. <laughs> All right, so... Moving on from Hades, we know of a lot of familiar faces that are coming back for this 100th episode. As you might imagine, it's a really big episode for the show. We have Tony Perez coming back as Regina's father, Henry. We also have Giancarlo Esposito back as Sidney Glass, also known as the Magic Mirror. We have Robbie Kay back as Peter Pan. We have Emma Caulfield, who will be back as the Blind Witch. Butter or gravy? As long as she says that. (laughs) Everything will be fine. And, of course, we have Barbara Hershey coming back as Cora. And she seems to be in some sort of mayoral role in Hades. Um, Knowing her, she probably took it over. Or she's like a guide. Right. I I have no doubt that the very first person they're going to run into is Cora. And she's going to be like, here, let me show you around and tell you all the terrible things that can happen to you. Yeah. So, that's kind of cool. Now... We did get some interesting, we got an interesting Twitter picture. Yes. That is going to cause a lot of questions amongst you guys, unless you, because we don't really know yet. We don't know the answer. Right. There are a lot of things circulating about this piece of news, but we don't know either way yet. So the composer for the show, Mark Isham, posted a picture with music with a music cue that's titled Neil's Warning. So is Michael Raymond James back? Along with this, we also at literally maybe 2 days or so after Mark Isham had tweeted that photo um and the photo by the way he later deleted from his Instagram account, but if you want to see it, we do have it at the forums. The, there were a few other pieces of news that came out. First, TV Line gave out a blind item on the 22nd of January. The blind item is something that they tease without outright spoiling. They never tell you the show. And it was that a long-running TV drama is working with a former cast member to pull off a most surprising encore. No small feat, given how the character in question was originally written off the show. Truth be told, the series and star already have their most difficult covert work behind them, seen as the fan favorite filmed his or her scene just last week, undetected, thanks to top-secret levels of planning. Now, coinciding with this, at the exact same moment, Michael Raymond James was spotted in Vancouver, where he was visiting Sean McGuire and Colin O'Donohue, and he went out and hang- hung out with them um, all those photos are still on Instagram you, uh, in Sean's profile, so you can go see them. So it's very possible that Neil is making an appearance in episode 512. The only thing that we're not sure about is if we can consider this a surprise or improbable reunion, because of course they're in the underworld. You expect to see dead people. That would include Neil. Yeah. 
And also, it wasn't very covert because Sean and Colin were all posting pictures together. He could have been... I'm just playing devil's advocate because I would like to see him back just because it's the 100th episode. But he could have been there filming for a different show or a different production. It's possible. Um... He does have a new show that's going to start on NBC this March called Game of Silence, but they actually film, I think, in L.A. I'm going to get yelled at because I don't know this 100%, but I think it's L.A. <laughs> I um, won't yell at you. But thank I mean, you. he could have been just doing a guest role on a different show. There's lots of shows that film up there, so and movies and stuff like that. So he could have been just doing something else. I, well, I would love for him to be in this, and I would love it if we could see like Sheriff Graham again. But um Oh, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> I I know, I know, but I can still wish that. I know. But there could be well, I'm personally thinking because of the title of the song, I personally think he's back for the the hundredth episode. But I, I do think all signs point toward a guest appearance. Um it's worth noting that he hasn't been seen in Vancouver since. So whatever if he did film, it was just for that one episode probably so we'll have to keep an eye out and we will probably finally know um either when we get the press release or in the next big news here we will be having a red carpet celebration on saturday saturday february 20th this is a lot like what they did in season 4a where they premiered the episode to a bunch of fans and press with a huge red carpet rollout They will, this time, probably screen that episode. And unless ABC makes everybody sign non-disclosure agreements, we'll be getting news about that episode before it airs. Yeah. I don't, I could see them saying, please don't say anything, but I don't know if they make everyone sign that. I kind of think that they almost want the hype to get out. If people are saying, you know, it's such a great episode, everybody make sure you tune in live. Right. So we will have to see. So a couple other things you need to know for the 100th episode. There was an interview with Adam and Eddie. And so there, it's a little bit more information about the underworld. And so it was asked, why does the underworld look like Storybrooke? And Adam Horowitz said, what the underworld is and why it looks the way it does is part of our storytelling coming up. So while we don't want to spoil it, we can say that there's a very specific reason why it looks like Storybrooke and... It has to do with some of the folks we're trying to meet down there. They also were asked if it's only evil people, to which Adam said, it's not hell. The underworld isn't hell. It's a place between. It's the place for people with unfinished business, so it's not about good or evil. And Eddie then said the second half is a lot about them getting closure on their past and how the past comes to haunt you. So that's good. So that's how I'm figuring we can see Neil. Right, because other than that, you know, you have got the Blind Witch, Cora, and Pan, all of whom were considered villains. Right. But if Neil suddenly shows up, or, you know, even if it was, like, Sheriff Graham, or really even... I was going to say, that le- leaves it for Sheriff Graham. <laughs> <laughs> or even um, Regina's father. None of them were really villains. So... And then, finally, new characters separate from the underworld, or are they intertwined? And... Eddie Kitsis says, um, that is kind of in it. We're going to meet some new people in the underworld, but I think a lot of what people are going to see, kind of in honor of the 100th episode in our fifth year, 
is really seeing a lot of people from our past who we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. So. That's really all we have for episode 512. Yeah, that was about 20 minutes of 512. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to move on, and we don't have nearly as much for the other episodes, so. No, not at all. Don't worry. But the next episode is 513, which is called Labor of Love, and it is written by Andrew Chambliss and Dana Horgan. Yes. And I'm so excited. Why is that? Bailey Madison is coming back as a young Snow White. Yes, little baby Bailey, who always impresses us when she plays young Snow White because she is basically Jennifer Goodwin's mini-me. Yes. Is coming back. And it does appear that she is going to have a past with another character that we're going to meet in the same episode, Hercules. Yeah, that's kind of fun. And Hercules will be played by Jonathan Whitesell who's a bit of a newbie actor, but um, he was in The X-Files, The 100, and iZombie. Yes, that, and that's the new X-Files. That's the one that's out right now, I think. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I have um, I have different opinions about it. <laughs> okay, I never watched the original, so. <laughs> okay, and then we're going to also meet uh, Hercules. I like to think of it as his better half, Megara. She's going to be played by Casey Roll. And she was in Red Riding Hood, Hannibal, and Supernatural. Yep. And they do meet them in the underworld. We did have photos of Hercules on set with Mary Margaret in the underworld. He's carrying around heavy things because, of course, he's, you know, he's like the strongest man alive. Um, so they must be dead? I See, that's where I'm confused. Yeah, I don't, but- I don't get that, but I guess we'll see. But we also have another returning guest. Yes, Victoria Smurfit will be returning in this episode as Cruella. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And we had just a few other little behind-the-scenes photos for that episode. Um, you do see Mary Margaret with her bow and arrow. Emma is back in her red leather jacket and blonde hair. Yeah, and she looks normal. Yeah, and we, <laughs> we see the burned-out yellow love bug. Yes, all funness. So I'm t- guessing that's all... Down in the underworld. Yeah. Episode 514, Devil's Due, is written by Jane Epsonson. Okay, so in this one, we also have another returning guest. Rachel Shelley um, is back filming, and um, she plays Mila, Rumpel's wife, Neil's mom, and Hook's love. Yeah, and about her appearance, TV Line had a little bit of a spoiler, which is that Mila has a big connection to two of our main characters, Rumble and Hook. Yeah, duh. Um, as far as how she folds into the hero's trip into the underworld, Eddie has said, we don't want to spoil anything, but wouldn't it be weird if she met Emma? She and Emma might be an awkward meeting. Adam then added, I love the idea of Mila learning just how she is connected to all our characters. So, And she's connected to, like, everyone. She is, and... There were behind-the-scenes photos of Mila dressed as some sort of crossing guard in the underworld. And she's having a conversation with Rumpel and Emma. So I'm kind of looking forward to that a lot, actually. Yeah, that that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm really hoping that Emma finally gets clued into a lot of what the fans have known since season two. But that has never been told to her on screen. Next up, we have episode 515, which is Oh, called- wait, stop for a second. What did, what are the, what's from season two that she doesn't boom, know? Boom, boom, boom. 
Um, it has never been made obvious that she knows that Rumpel was married to Mila, who is the woman who is written on Hook's arm tattoo, who is also the mother of Neil. Like, whether okay. or not she knows, I don't know, but it's never been expressed on screen. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, wait a minute. She's going to go on and she's going to leave me hanging. <laughs> La, 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 la. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Seriously, I'm not listening. This audio is being inserted after the fact because I have not been listening to these spoilers and I'm not going to listen to the spoilers. I'm trying to stay spoiler free. But speaking of free, we're able to keep this podcast free and keep it going, even though it does cost to run the podcast. And you make the podcast possible by being a wonderful hero to the podcast. So I want to thank a bunch of heroes who make this podcast possible episode after episode lisa slack and david newland thank you especially for your sponsorship of this episode and we have 27 heroes on patreon and not all of them get mentioned by name but since it's been a little while i want to mention and thank every one of these patrons for their kind support of the podcast jennifer lisa donahue aaron nunally rivka cook simon grunden sarah cochran james kinslow greg shop megan martin Lisa Rutledge, Ariana Miller, Renita Persuade, Marianne Lavati, Ashley Person, DG Laura, Keith Walters, Jamie Moran, Jessica Abel, Tracy Anderson, Chris, Sarah Jane Bonney, Holly Brown, Jeff, Lisa Eckert, Sarah McDonald, Sharon, Lisa Slack, again, and Timothy Peters. Thank you very much for your kind support of the podcast. We really could not do it without you. You are our heroes to keep the podcast running. Now, if you haven't contributed to the podcast and you'd like to support it, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero to keep the podcast running episode after episode, even during these hiatuses, when it still costs to keep the podcast online, we really appreciate every little bit of support. And now I'm going to plug my ears again, and maybe you'll unplug your ears and continue listening to these spoilers. Episode 515 is next, and that is The Brothers Jones. It is written by Jerome Schwartz and David H. Goodman. And as you might guess, it's all about Captain Hook. Yay! For this, they did cast the role of Captain Silver, the commanding and sometimes bullying boss of a merchant ship. But we don't know who's playing him. No, we haven't gotten that yet. It hasn't been revealed, which is kind of weird, because all the other casting that they were doing for later episodes, we've actually gotten. I wonder if that's Liam 2. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) No, Liam 2 is on Forgotten Character Island. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) But you will be seeing Liam 1 again because Bernard Curry was on set uh, as Liam Jones, Hook's older brother. We will be seeing him again. And a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes photos for that episode were a flashback that showed Hook and Liam were once shipwrecked and washed ashore on some island. Okay. Survivor. Sure. Yep. They're going to be voted (laughs) off the island eventually by Jeff Probst. Yeah, okay. Um, Victoria Smurfit will be reappearing as Corella. Yes. And she has a scene with Jared Gilmore. Yeah, and in the underworld, it looks like Hook and Emma run into Liam, unsurprisingly. But that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. He's dead. Yeah. They can run into anyone who's dead, which is probably pretty much everyone Hook knows. <laughs> every, everyone Rumple knows. Yep, pretty like, much. They're so old that it doesn't surprise me. 
The only other photo we got while they were filming this that doesn't have to do with uh, guest stars re- reappearing was some sort of rundown well that was on set. It almost looks like the one that we know from Storybrooke, except that it was kind of more enchanted. It looks like it's in the forest with a little cottage or something. Okay. No idea if it's important. Just thought we'd mention it. <laughs> okay. So episode 516, Our Decay, is written by Tez Chung and Donna Horgan. Yes. And in this one, we are getting a brand new character, um, or at least a grown-up character. It's a character we haven't seen since season 3B. Terry Reeves has been cast as the reoccurring role of Dorothy Gale, the Kansas native. We saw her last in season three, and it says Kansas. Yeah, and it says she's grown up to be a brave warrior for good. And not just a brave warrior, but a witch hunter. Dun, dun, dun. And she returns to Oz to save the city from the most wicked of witches. And this is the, it seems like, first episode that we are finally going to see Zelina. She's been absent from all of this up until 516. Yes. And I think we should probably go ahead and prepare the audience now. And, you know, because I can't prepare Jeremy because he doesn't listen to the spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) But it is probably very likely that Dorothy is from fictional Kansas, given that she is only aged up about maybe eight years So she was probably in fictional Kansas, frozen by Regina's curse. Okay, that makes sense. Everyone else got frozen, so why not her? Sure, let's add another fictional realm, a fictional Kansas to go with. Well, there were so many of them. There was a whole bunch of those trees back in what was it, season one? Oh, the the doors inside Jefferson's hat. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't they trees? They were doors. Oh, I'm thinking of Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, if Rumpel ever goes to Christmas Town, <laughs> it's the same premise. Yes, it is. And there were rumors that Emma Caulfield will be back as the blind witch in this episode. Um, she recently stated on Twitter that her work on Once Upon a Time for this season isn't done. So I'm thinking we're going to see her somewhere around this episode. Okay. So we also had a bunch of behind the scene photos. Yes. And they're a little confusing to me. Mm-hmm. They're very confusing. Okay, so Hades and Zelina are standing outside of the clock tower, and it's in the underworld because the clock tower is on its side. Yeah. And the only reason I know this is because I was staring at it and staring at other pictures and looking at the time on the clock. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's what it is. So how did Zelina get there? I don't know. Unless Dorothy killed her. Oh. She could have thrown water on her and she could have melted. That's interesting. Or dropped a house on her. (laughs) This also goes back to what we were talking about in 512, about Hades' surprise connection to someone. Um, There's a bit of a conversation going on between Hades and Zelina that some of the fans who were there watching the filming overheard. And it was Hades saying to Zelina that he, quote, did all of this for you. And by this, he seems to be implying what the underworld looks like, that Zelina's goal was to cast this curse and to take Storybrooke from her sister, and he's done it for her. So it makes me think that the surprise connection is Hades and Zelina. That's interesting. Yeah. Is he in love with her? That's kind of what I think. If you know 
Greek mythology than there is, um, I mean, Hades does have a wife, Persephone, whom right. he kidnaps and takes to the underworld. And, you know, famously, her mother mourns her. And so when Persephone is in the underworld, we get fall and winter. And when she returns, we get spring and summer. The world kind of comes back to life. So I'm kind of wondering if they're not going to play with that a little bit and make Zelina sort of a stand-in for Persephone. I mean, Rumpel's played more than one character, so I don't Definitely, see why not. Yeah. I mean, he's the crocodile, he's the beast, et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. I don't see why not. Yep. So it's it's definitely something to be on the, the lookout for. It's a very once thing to do. It is. Okay, so then we see a, um, a photo of Belle, and she's out walking around. So we know that she's not in the underworld, so she's in normal storybook. Mm -hmm. And she has a baby in a pink quilt. And I'm going to guess that that one is Zelina's child. Yeah, I think so. Because we know that Robin and Regina left the baby with the fairies. And Belle is on good terms with the fairies. So I, I'm assuming that she's babysitting. Yeah. Um, we also had some pictures of Hades out uh, in the underworld by himself, not with Zelina. And the really interesting photo was him finding a flower and studying it. And the theory is that Emma, who is the savior, being in the underworld is causing it to become full of life again, which is upsetting to Hades, who, of course, is sort of this, in Adam and Eddie's mind, lord of death and lord of the underworld, you know, lord of hell kind of thing. So it actually fits really well with savior mythology that when Emma goes to the land of the dead, things come back to life. And I think that's probably going to be one of the big conflicts this season. Because wherever Emma goes, everything changes anyway. Yeah. Okay, um, we have another one, and it's Mary, Margaret, and Charmine, or David. I like calling him Charmine. Me too. Um, <laughs> I call her Mary Margaret, and he's Charmine. Um, they're out walking around in the town, and what noticed to me, because they're only filming, this was probably like two weeks ago, she didn't look very pregnant, and she looks very pregnant now. Yeah, she does. Um, she, they are expecting their second child. And, you know, they're definitely going to be shooting snow from the chest up. The chest up. <laughs> yep. Um, but and same with Emily DeRaven, too. Same with, well, maybe. I'm going to put that on pause because we're going to get to that in a second. But I okay. I have a suspicion otherwise. But what Snow White and Prince Charming are doing is they are <laughs> making a phone call. There has been this mysterious red phone box that has appeared on set and there are always lines coming from it like people are trying to call and we see Mary Margaret and David go into the phone booth and try and make a phone call and the theory is that this is the way to call home to Storybrooke to check on everyone and I because also there's a direct link to the real world right and I kind of think this is how Belle and Rumple are communicating that script tease that we read earlier for 512 mm -hmm. I think it's Rumple and Belle using that phone okay I mean, Emma could use her magic. Regina could use her magic. Sure, but... Rumpel you know, can use his magic. Why, I, why I don't use think character magic thing. when you can have a plot device? Right, I know, but I'm just saying... No, I'm saying, like, that's how they got the phone. I don't think the phone is there all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, because then you can always talk to the dead. True. Does, True. does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So. All right, so that is it for episode 516. 
We're going to move on to episode 517, which is called Her Handsome Hero and is written by Jerome Schwartz. And for those of you who either don't remember or don't know, Her Handsome Hero is the title of the book Belle was reading when Rumpel first came to see her back in the episode Skin Deep. It is also her favorite book that she had to rescue when the ogres were coming for her mother. So this is definitely a Belle and Rumpel episode. Yay. (laughs) And it looks like we've got, oh, let's just jump down. Let's do who our guest star is before we do behind the scene photos. Okay. Um, Because I'm kind of excited. Okay, sure. It is Wes Brown, and he is going to be guest starring as Gaston. Yes. Belle's dangerous suitor. And Gaston's storyline will take viewers back to Belle's time before she met Rumpel, furthering the twist on Gaston's role in the Beauty and the Beast tale. Yeah. And Wes Brown is from the new seasons of 90210, True Blood, Heart of Dixie, and he was also in We Are Marshall. And we do have quite a few set photos Mm -hmm. from when they were filming this episode. Um, Mostly they are of Belle and Rumpel, and they're out walking. So somehow Belle has managed to get to the underworld. Unless it was a flashback? I don't think so, because Gaston up till now has been a rose or dead, I, I mean, he has to be dead. It's And there was a picture, and, like, you can see the clock tower on its side at one point. Oh, okay. Because I was so, going to say, because they could have also maybe have come back. Well. And we'll get to that reason why I think that later, too. Okay. I think they're going to come back soon, but I think they're probably still in the underworld for this. Okay. But he is, Gaston is there, and he is wearing a lot of plaid. Yeah, he looks like a lumberjack. Yeah. And he also has a bow and arrow, and he shoots the arrow at Belle and Rumple as they walk through the underworld. And this actually um, refers to something that Adam and Eddie said in an interview where someone wanted to know if you can be killed in the underworld. And the answer seems to be yes, you can die in the underworld. But Gold stops the arrow with his magic. Of course. Yes. And then Zelina is there looking all wicked. Of course. (laughs) So. We also had some set photos of Emma and Hook on a roof. So uh, they've been reunited for about an episode or two now, and they seem to be talking up on the roof. No one was really sure what they were saying, though. It was kind of late at night when they shot that. And they were probably really far away, and they were up high, and... It's not like the mics are, like, projecting what's going on (laughs) to all the people watching. Right. But, that would be some major spoilers. Major ones, yeah. <laughs> so we do have some very Belle-specific spoilers for this episode, since it's her episode. Um, Adam Horowitz has assured fans that we have plans to keep Belle busy. Although she didn't get on the boat to the underworld with our heroes, she's important to the story and becomes very involved. And as for her rekindling her romance with Rumple, we left them in a place where that relationship was evolving. Though unbeknownst to Belle, her husband has gone darker than ever. Adam and Eddie have said that we are not abandoning any of those story threads, and we're hoping to pick up on them in an unexpected way. Dun, dun, dun. And this goes back to something you were saying about whether or not they're going to shoot Emily DeRaven from the chest up. Eddie Kitsis, um, on whether or not they're going to be writing her real-life pregnancy into the show, has said that, I would say it certainly looked like they reconsummated their marriage, so we'll just have to wait and see, but I would say you're definitely on the right clue trail. 
So I think Belle is pregnant. I think they're going to write that into the show. Yeah, they also made it very obvious that they were together again. Yes. So, like, more than obvious. (laughs) Yeah. And Spoiler TV has actually put up a pregnancy poll where they have learned that one of the main characters from a show on broadcast network TV that has been on the air for at least four to five years will be revealed as pregnant. And, yeah, I'm going to go with Belle. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. I believe that they would. I mean, they did it once already. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm glad they're not doing it again for Snow White. Yeah. Because that, to me, would just be a little fast. I agree. Because baby Neil is not that old. No, well, he's really not. He's only a couple months. Um, I mean, I know it's possible, people. I know it's possible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I know it's, that. It's definitely possible, but. I think it's too soon to write that in for her again. Yeah, I agree. Let's move on to 518 called Ruby Slippers, and it's written by Andrew Chambliss and Bill Wolkoff. And he is new. Okay, I was making sure, because I'm like, I don't remember writing this name before. He has actually been with the writing staff all year, kind of learning the ropes and helping out, and this is his first episode that he's penning with someone. Okay. So good luck to him. Yes, good luck. I hope I like it. Yes. Um, (laughs) We have a lot of people coming back for this episode. Specifically, yes. we have Terry Reeves appearing again as Dorothy. We have Megan Ori coming back as Ruby. And we have Jamie Chung coming back as Mulan. Yay. And it looks like they're filming in a lot of rain. Yeah. I don't know if that's planned or not, but there's a lot of rain. Every photo had rain in it. Yeah, and all the photos we had were of them. It seems like this is going to be kind of like the Bear King was in the first half of the season where it's Zelina and a lot of B characters. But this episode is most likely the episode with the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender relationship finally coming into play. Now, I know we talked about that and we were thinking of it for the last half of the season. Right. But whenever Mulan comes in, we kind of speculate. Yeah. Because they could just throw it in, especially with Mulan and Ruby there. So the bigger question is who is involved. Mulan seems pretty obvious. She's been set up as at least bisexual um, since we we met her, really. But while Ruby kind of seems like the obvious choice given what we saw in episode 509, there are some other things to take into consideration. First off, like, why is Dorothy with them? Because Dorothy was in Oz. Well, the title's Ruby Slippers, and she wears the Ruby Slippers. That's why she's with them. Well, she does <laughs> She does in the WB movie. That's not canon to... I know, I know. <laughs> but there are some other things to think about. Um, so, for example, back in the 1940s through about the 1960s, when it was you know pretty dangerous to come out as gay, people would label themselves as a friend of Dorothy to let others know that they were gay or, le- or lesbian. Oh, really? I did not know that. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. There are some other things, such as the fact that Dorothy famously goes over the rainbow. And, of course, the rainbow flag is the symbol for the LGBT community. Now that you say it, I understand it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. There's also the fact that, you know, the episode Ruby Slippers kind of seems to su- suggest that it might be Dorothy's episode. Something a little bit more Dorothy-centric. Okay. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. They finished filming that episode, and we didn't get a clear answer as to who was involved in the relationship. Of course we didn't, because that would just be 
That would be, like, normal. Like, that would be good. <laughs> but I think it's definitely clear that that's the episode when it's going to happen. Okay. And it looks like there was very little filming then done with the main cast. Yeah. So, that's, this is the weekend that they were all in Disney, I think. <laughs> so, we have reached the final episode that we have information for. Yay! We This is episode 519, called Sisters. And it is written by David H. Goodman and Bridget Hales. And like Bill Wolkoff, she is new. This is her first episode that she's penning with someone else. But she has also been with the writing staff all season. Um, she's actually pretty talkative on Twitter. She talks to the fans a lot. Well, that's good. Yeah. And, hmm, let's see. The title is called Sisters. I wonder who this episode is about. Anna and Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe not them. <laughs> but we did get two casting calls for this episode. Yes. The first one was for a young Regina, and they were casting a Latina between the ages of 9 and 11 to play someone who's about 10 years old. She is neglected and lonely and longs for companionship. Still many years away from becoming the evil queen, she has no interest in the royal duties her mother's so engaged in. Determined to fill the hole in her heart somehow, Regina pull, puts it all on the line for a chance at family. Yes. And then we also got one for a young Zelina, 11 through 13 to play a 12-year-old. Has not yet transformed into evil Wicked Witch of Oz. Wretchedly poor and despised by her father for her magical gifts, Zelina's only wishes to escape her terrible fate. And then one day she discovers that the key to the escape may actually be in the magic he loathes so much, giving her a chance to prove her worth and change her life forever. Yeah. And both of these roles, um, it was said it was going to be either a large co-star and possibly a guest star. And that confused me <laughs> because I thought that was the same thing. But co-stars usually only have one or two lines or scenes, and guest stars help move the story along, and they're there for the full production of the week, so they're in a lot more stuff. Yeah. And as recently as about an hour ago, from when Hunter and I are recording this, they actually announced the casting for both of these uh, young sisters. Ava Akers, uh, who reoccurs on the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and who also was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then she will be a young Regina. And she, she definitely looks the part. She's got very dark hair and dark eyes. And then we have English actress Isabella Blake Thomas from the BBC's The Green Balloon Club will play young Zelina. And she's got the, the blue eyes and the red hair. So Very cool. Yeah. They're going to be filming that this week. They are starting to, to shoot that episode now. So, yeah, they're almost done with the season. And one more thing for episode 519, uh, Victoria Smurfit will be back to play Cruella in that episode. Oh, fun. I, I think she does a great job as Cruella. So. I do as well. She was one of my favorite parts of season 4B. So, yeah. I'm okay. I'm happy then. Now, we've told you all about the episodes, but we actually still have quite a few odds and ends that we need to talk about. Some interviews and such that didn't really fit into our episode <laughs> recap that we were doing like overall spoiler yeah. stuff so we got in a hot seat back pretty early on in the hiatus there's actually another one that's going to be coming out soon um <laughs> too bad we won't be able to tell you guys about it for a while 
<laughs> but a couple of the answers from that hot seat that really stood out to us. Is the underworld full of only villains? No. No. And we, we talked about that. Do the people in the underworld still have their memories? That's yes. a yes. Will they be in the underworld for the whole of season 5B? No. No. <laughs> if they can bring Hook back, is there any chance that they can bring anyone else back? And Adam and Eddie need to learn to not be mean. <laughs> because Adam said, who said they can bring Hook back? And Eddie said, he may die there. To be honest, he's already dead. Adam then said, he may die harder. He may rot there. Which, there is a greater chance of pigs actually learning to fly than this show having Hook stay dead. Right. So This next one's kind of fun, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will we see Charming's twin brother in the underworld? Absolutely yes. and yes. Yeah, so we're going to see James again, and that should be really fun. I hope James and Snow White get to interact. I think that would be pretty cool. And then she can find out how much she detests him and that she really fell in love with the right one. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, um, we kind of already said that people in the underworld can die. You can die when you're down there. But Eddie clarifies there are things that are apparently worse than death. So, yeah, being stuck in the limbo, probably. Yeah, so we're going to find out what that is. It probably is something to do like that. Is there a deeper motive for Rumple wanting to become the Dark One again? And they both said yes, and we're going to attempt to delve deeper into this psyche. They wanted to know if we're going to see Tarzan in the future, to which Adam said Warner Brothers is releasing a movie. It looks pretty cool. I believe that is a no. Yeah, I believe that's a no. Um, yeah. If if the Great Mouse does not have it, then no. Well, no, because they did make a movie, Tarzan. Right, the Disney version, but if Warner Brothers... I don't think that they would try and step on another... If this was, like, maybe in a year or two, we could probably see Tarzan, but with Warner Brothers releasing something right yeah. now, I don't think that they would. I think they would step on the toes of Warner Brothers if it was for more than a Sunday 8 p.m. ABC show that is currently only pulling in 4.9 million viewers. If, if they wanted to step on Warner Brothers' toes and actually have a full, big production of Tarzan, they would do it like they're doing with The Jungle Book. Yeah. Any chance that we would see Elizabeth Mitchell back as Ingrid? And Adam said, that's a tough one. Never say never. We love her, so let's leave it at that for now. But as of 519, she has not been seen on set. Yeah. What kind of powers does Rumpel have now versus his old ones? And they said, um, I think he definitely has all the powers of the Dark One. And he emerged stronger and probably even a little wiser. And it's very dangerous. Yep. And that was a hot seat. It was. Now, ABC and a bunch of the other networks had a big conference about a month or so ago. And Paul Lee, who is the head of ABC addressed the fate of the show in season six and said once upon a time had a great start to the season each of their arcs they bring a new theme in their next theme is going to be great because hades gives us the chance to bring back so many people that we want i think once upon a time has a long and bright future now not to be a downer (laughs) but this is what the tv grim reaper um his former name was the cancellation bear he's probably one of the most famous TV predictors out there. Everybody knows the cancellation bear. He calls this a Jedi PR mind trick. And it's something that advertisers are listening for. They want to hear that the show is going to go on and that ABC thinks they have a bright future because then they'll give money to ABC, which ABC tends to like. 
That's always a good thing. Yeah. Now, I have no doubt that we are getting a season six. If you look at the ratings or if you go over to our ratings thread, we have discussed this at length. The ratings right now, they are definitely low. We ended the season on a 1.3 in our demo, which is definitely low. However, as it stands, it's not horrible enough that ABC is going to give it the axe at the end of season five. We will probably drop for the rest of the arc, but it won't be huge drops. I expect that we will be down to a 1.1, maybe a 1.0 by the end of the arc. It's enough that ABC will give us a a sixth season, and that will probably be it. Okay. So we'll we'll have to keep talking about ratings. I think we're going to mention it in our spoiler podcast a little bit more frequently since it is becoming something that isn't completely guaranteed at this point. Yeah, and we probably won't even find out until after the... I'm going to guess after the show's over, after the season's over. I I would say that if ABC is going to cancel Once Upon a Time at the end of season five, they will let people know before episode 523. But if they are planning on giving it a season six, we will not hear until about early May when they start doing their upfronts. And that's how it's been every year. So if you okay. if you don't hear anything by about April or so, it probably means we're getting a season six. Okay. Now, do you know, I didn't do any research on it because I just didn't have time. Um, did you, do you know where everyone is in their contracts right now? Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that a lot of people are wondering is, we're at the end of the five-year mark, and actors typically sign for two years, and then they sign for an additional three. Right. The exception being Bobby Carlyle, who they got a five-year contract pretty much right out of the gate. Nobody has heard anything about whether actors have renewed. It's probably not a serious conversation at this point, just because it's only February. But you also have to remember, they're on episode 19, they are, yeah, but... So they, they, they've only got, like, a month left of filming until they're completely done. Right, but the episodes haven't aired yet, which means ABC can't look at the ratings numbers and say, you know, do we want everybody to sign back on? How much money are we... Do we think we can get from advertisers and thus give to Once Upon a Time? I don't think anybody's in danger of losing their job. I think it's going to come down to the actors personally. Some people have speculated, and remember, this is just speculation, that Jenny may consider, you know, taking time away just because she's going to have two kids now. Yeah. Emily is so underused, sorry to say, as it is, and now she's got a new baby. But that's kind of a a decision that the actors are probably going to be thinking about as we get closer to May and... I don't know what the contracts were like with Sean McGuire and Bex Mater, who just got a contract for this year. They may have signed like a one-year contract. Right. It may have been a, a one-year, and then a every year after that, they may sign a new one. Since right. the show is, you know, re- reaching its inevitable end. Right. Okay. Well, that was a long podcast. That was a lot of spoilers we had. <laughs> yeah. We've talked to you guys now for like an hour. Yeah, just about an hour. Thanks for listening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think we'll be back with more spoilers until after March, the March 6th episode. Yeah. Because I think we need to just build up some more because we pretty much went through everything out there. Mm -hmm. We haven't held anything back from you guys. And I think, you know, probably once we come back in March, we're probably going to 
be doing some some of the press releases and sticking a little bit more close to the episodes as they air. Um, but if we get anything huge, of course we'll let you. We'll know. always let you know. <laughs> Because I can't keep it in. Right. So everyone's kind of joking about whether or not they're going to be doing time travel or another alternate universe this year. And we will definitely know that by the time it's uh, ready to watch the new episodes. Right. So that's all we have for you this week. I'm Hunter. You can follow me on Twitter at Traveling Pixie. I'm Jacqueline. And you can follow me on Twitter at Punk underscore Bunny underscore 87. Until next time, Oncers. Thank you, Hunter and Jacqueline, for providing those great spoilers, which I'm going to assume they were great and amazing because I didn't actually listen to any of them, but they do a great job of providing those spoilers. So big thanks to Hunter Hathaway and Jacqueline giving us those spoilers. And there were so many. That's why we wanted to share this as a dedicated spoiler episode so that you could get all of that great spoiler content if you wanted it. Or you're probably not hearing me right now if you didn't want any of these spoilers. This podcast would not be possible without our great team of volunteers and supporters. So special thanks to Corbin for sorting our feedback, Jack for writing our show notes, John Buchanis for editing our episodes, Jacqueline and Matthew Paul for moderating the forums, Keb for managing our timeline. And thanks to our patrons for supporting the podcast and being heroes to the podcast. If you'd like to be one of them, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. But also another big way that you can support the podcast is share this episode. And you can comment on this episode by visiting the webpage for this specific episode at oncepodcast.com slash 229. And for my fellow co-hosts, Jeremy Laughlin, Aaron Hunter Hathaway, and Jacqueline, I'm Daniel J. Lewis. We'll be back very soon with our full discussions and initial reactions when Once Upon a Time returns on Sunday, March 6th at 8 slash 7 central. Until then, have a happy ever after, and thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be one of them, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.